This is 7 Inches to Freedom Radio, Episode 5. I'm your host, Joe, and we're doing something a little bit different this time. We have uh, two guests. We have my really good friend, John Francis Fahey, um, here from L.A., by way of Fort Myers. By He still says he's from Long Island. <laughs> I am from Long Island. So, uh, yeah. And um, we have Manya here, too, and we are all going to play tracks and talk about them. Manya and John came for... My beautiful wife, Jesse's 40th birthday. Yeah. It was a surprise. Uh-huh. And uh, it went off really well. Um, she was surprised as hell. And she's here too, but she's not really going to talk much. Um, Watching, judging, look at the baby, look at the baby. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to do this. Um, what we're going to do basically is we are all going to play a couple songs. Um, basically, we just want to hang out and listen to music together yeah. and talk to each other about it. So that's what we're going to do. Um, this is probably going to be played um, for a patreon episode of a uh podcast that john does called profiles and eccentricity that is totally what's gonna happen with it yeah okay. because 100 <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna steal the people's content <laughs> at this point <laughs> i'm on vacation <laughs> so. <laughs> so profiles if you don't know um is a wonderful podcast that is probably my favorite they talk about weirdos throughout history and eccentrics and they do profiles um of them hence the name profiles and eccentricity um it usually starts off pretty silly, and then they talk about whatever topic they're talking about, and then it gets to, they get into a discussion that, listening to the beginning of the podcast, you wouldn't think they were as smart as they were, and really, they really break stuff down well, and all biases aside, biases aside, um, it is my favorite podcast. I listen to it all the time. Thanks, man. Wait for it, like, every Thursday, and when it doesn't show up, I feel like texting John and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I'm not. Um, I've gotten some of those days. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we are going to break into our first set here. I think I'm going to go first just to get things rolling. Um, This first track is by a band called Nag. Um, They're out of Atlanta. Mm. Um, They're kind of from that camp of like Predator and um, Scavenger Death Records and all those really, really good bands from up there. That scene is just out of control. Um, And they did a big, huge Internet drop where it was like, Four bands came out with new albums on the same day and or within the same week. And they all released my band camp. It was kind of during the. Um, oh, like free band camp day. Yeah. Maybe, OK. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, it was something like that. It was like, um, I think Predators came out a little later, but it was GG King. It was um, Warm Red, Nag and a couple others. And uh, this Nag stuff just really it hit me the hardest and I loved it. Um, so, yeah, this is called Darkest Veil.
Darkest Veil. Um, that is off an LP that I guess is unreleased. Um, I don't know what they're doing with it yet, but I'm going to buy it as soon as it comes out. And that's like, is that like similar to the other like labels output or is that kind of like a, a one-off? No, um, that, I think there's like a pool of people up there. Um, that Everybody's in the same bands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that like, that stuff sounds a little bit like Predator, mm-hmm. which I really liked, um, who also just released a new LP, but still this nag stuff kills it, I think. Yeah. I think that was really, really fucking good. That. I was like that a lot. Um, the other songs are more kind of like, um, it's a little bit more, um, I don't know, they're more like mechanical i guess they don't really sound like that one i picked that one just because it's kind of like the catchiest like if they had to pick a single it might be that one in my opinion yeah but uh it's a short daddy too yeah it's a real in and out quickie yeah they all are they're all like two minutes or less it also has this like surfy vibe to it i'm like it reminds me a little bit of like diet which i kind of wanted to play for a bit like it's just yeah a lot of echo on the guitar Mm -hmm. like great guitars the stuff usually is like the vocalist kind of has like a it's kind of a nerdier voice where it's very like cut and dry yeah a little like, devo a little bit like that yeah. um, and like really repetitive riffs but that just had that gorgeous lead over it and it's it's cool I love that song it's good stuff yeah the yeah. guitar the guitar is precious in that yeah very good who would like to go next I guess I'll go um I think a good a good one after that um I wanted to do Power Plant yes Dungeon which is my favorite power plant song. There's so many good ones because that album is just legit. But if uh, if anyone hasn't heard this band, you're gonna fall in love with them. They are very much on par, kind of like with this vibe. So um, yeah, let's do that guy. Alrighty, here is Power Plant with Dungeon.
Hey, we're back. <laughs> and that was Power Plant <laughs> with Dungeon. Um, probably one of my favorite, like, dis- discoveries of last year. I know they've been around for a little while longer, but, like, just this, I fell in love with this album specifically. Yeah. Um, and also, like, out of, <laughs> I've never heard an album, like, where the singer used, uh, like, <laughs> more yeah. correctly in every single song. Yeah. And it's just, it's just magic. He really time. does the trick. It's just so good. There's yeah. just like, they have a little bit of everything. There's like a little synthy, the, uh, synthy shit happening there, you know? The guitar sounds like um, that one guy on the Danger House label that like doesn't fit in because, but he's got like an aluminum guitar. And then they also have like all that phaser shit going on. Like the whole record is just mixed so well and it sounds so alien. Yeah, you know, it's really cool. And then the guy is just also like hyping you up with all those, <laughs> like, and you're like, and you're like, yes, every time. Like it's so fucking, it's so good. There's, uh, there's another song called "Hey Mr. Dogman" where it, like huh is like after yeah. every single line. I like I couldn't decide which one to play out of those, and this is just like this just has such a great hook with the with the chorus. But "Hey Mr. Dogman" is like another fantastic, fantastic song. Of theirs. That whole album is like very, um, even though it's like, you know, most of the songs are like poppy, but yeah. it's like, it's got like a tenseness to it. That's like kind of insulting a little bit, like <laughs> a little bit underneath where it makes me uneasy if I listen to like the whole album. Like, yeah. I can listen to a side and then I'm kind of like, all right. Oh, it's kind of, yeah, I, it freaks like, you out. Yeah. I back down a little bit and then I'm like, all right, now I'm, I'm ready for the second side. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things where you know you're a square. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, fucking, I, love I was going to freak out the squares until the squares me yeah. Yeah. or a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the album on repeat nonstop. Really? <laughs> There's no stopping me with that album. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, uh, there was like, you know, some of those bands like Coneheads and, um, and other, like they were like the Northwestern bands. Northwestern Indiana bands, I mean, NWI. Or like they did, um, it was that band. It was um, Ooze was another one. They were kind of more like hardcore and more bad brainsy, but they all kind of did some of that. It was just like they took Devo parts or Devo as like basically maybe the the basis and then put their own spin on it. Yeah. And it's all different and it's all good and it's all weird. Yeah. It's like really it. weird. Yeah. But it's like lovable weird. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I do want to do a Devo song. Is that cool? Can I do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now's the time. Okay. <laughs> it's your turn. Um, do you, should I talk about it now or? Sure. I just, this is like, I got into Devo and then I got, I found there was like a promo record where it's like, here's this live set from like the heyday of, you know, like Whip It. And it's a radio promo only. And then you find it in a record store and you go like, it's for sale. It's not a promo. <laughs> you know, like you're like, or, the, or somebody got it and they're like reselling it. And they just chose like four songs. And it was like Gates of Steel, an instrumental intro, Whip It, and Be Stiff. And Be Stiff wasn't like ever really featured on a record. It was just like a B-side. And I love it because it's like them at their like Rolling Stones-iest. And this one, they like pick up the pace because it's live. And they also do like, which reminds me of, they do like a weird like phaser solo <laughs> and like Mark Mothersbaugh is one of the few songs where like he's not involved. Huh. So he just goes behind the jump set and does jumping jacks for the whole song. <laughs> Flawlessly. <laughs> like He just he just tears it up. I'm talking about like there's a spotlight on him and you can see like metronome jumping jacks. <laughs> and like it's incredible because all of those dudes are nerds and they're talking about how frustrated they are that they can't like get dates but they're ripped. <laughs> they're like shredded. Like if you see Devo, like guys doing guitar solos, you go like, that dude's fucking like completely shredded. <laughs> I never noticed. Oh yeah. I never noticed. It's weird because they got a stupid hat on. You're not looking at their muscles. And a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. you know, if they took the hat off, they probably could get more dates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this is Beastiff by Devo. 
All right. So, yeah, that's my bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I never, you know, I I forget that Devo is such a, like, force musically. Yeah. They're so good. They're so good at their instruments. Oh, yeah. And they always said, like, oh, we're artists. That whole whole record, that whole live record, like, it's like that thing where, you know, you expect a live band. They're always a little bit faster live, right? Yeah. And it's also the most un-Devo Devo Devo song I've personally ever heard. Yeah. It's very Stonesy. It's hardcore Stonesy, and I love it. It has some, like... Like sex appeal to it. Oh, the bass, yeah. the bass line's <laughs> rocking. That's why. Yeah, it's just like Which it pops usually... so hard. And it, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a thing where you go like, oh, is because Mark Mothersbaugh is just doing jumping jacks. Is Jerry Casale the guy that brought all the like soul rock and roll to the band? Kind of, you know what I mean? It be. makes you wonder. I don't really know their influences at all. Well, definitely the Stones. Uh, they they did they actually shared a recording studio with the Stones one time, and they had like a little bit of a collab where like. I really? think yeah, like like Keith came in on like the synth for a second or something. But they were they were definitely into that. They were like the guys. They were the nerds that were like, we're smart enough to know that rock and roll is dumb, <laughs> but we're still into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? That's a great attitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, like they tried to like after like the Sex Pistols broke up, they tried like Virgin tried to just force Johnny Rotten on them. Oh God! And they were like, you don't force. <laughs> no, like they flew them to Jamaica. And Branson's down there with John Lydon, and he's like, yeah, what about, what about, and Devo was like, no, <laughs> we're not interested, you know, like, and, uh, yeah, like, we have our own fashion statement going on, so stay out of it. Yeah. yeah they're very different things. It was yeah. just like, they were always a band that was like way ahead of their time. And they were like, you're not going to get it. So we're not even really going to try. But if you look. The answers are there. And I yeah. really like that about them. Yeah, for sure. Money was like, she's like, I never got into them. But I feel like they're too silly. And I totally understand that. Because at first they do seem like a novelty. But like you get into it and you're like, oh, they're actually fucking like dark and kind of creepy, kind of scary. Their videos are terrifying. Uh, everybody's yeah. got a monkey mask on for no reason. <laughs> and like, it's really scary shit. Yeah, it's nightmare shit. Uh, and it's a, it has a little bit of incel shit about it too we're like we're we're like repressed nerds and that's also freaky to me <laughs> so i'm like don't uh, ever give them guns yeah yeah <laughs> but they were also at uh, kent state when the yeah you know the yeah. soldiers shot the kids so they had that in the back of the, and that impacted all of their art after I didn't know that. yeah they were at that college and they had music videos before they had a demo like they were art school kids and doing vid- like videos like brand new shit and they were experimenting with all of that and like joe was saying like because they were so into that side of it, they like downplayed their musical ability, but they fucking shred. Yeah, they rule. <laughs> they shred. Every, in- every instrument is awesome. Every part is great. Yeah, they're tight. So, tight band. Yeah, and to take, basically to like deconstruct uh, rock like they did. Yeah, and make fun awesome. of it. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But still make it like listenable. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, or, you know. Because like really- Satisfaction, for instance, like as a cover, is, that is- sounds like it's making mad fun of the Rolling Stones, but then you, they, like you're like, they're like, no, we like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, yeah, it's their style. Also, doing, we're making fun of it, <laughs> but we really <laughs> like it, you know? All right. What do you uh, got for me? All right. Um, <laughs> next, I am going to do... All right. So this is a band called Pardoner. And I just straight up, I was listening to something. Like, Howdy Pardoner? No, pardon, Pardoner. Like, uh, oh, I, Pardoner. I, I, I pardon. Oh, like the governor of pardons. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, governor pardon. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm in the electric chair and I'm I get a pardon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it came on. I was listening to something while I was working on YouTube, and this came up next. And I w- I didn't wasn't quick enough to turn it off. 
Because looking at it, I probably would have turned it off because I'm an asshole on, you know, I judge book by its cover, basically, <laughs> on, oh, especially same. music, you know. Um, but it uh, it ruled and it caught me right away. And I'm actually just going to play the first song I heard. I, I listened to the album before you guys came over because I was like, I want to see what song, you know, what song really does it. But I love that uh, this band, it's, it's like they're, everything I like the most is basically just pop and it's weird takes on pop. Uh-huh. And this has like a whole bunch of elements. Like the drums are are so loud in the mix, and they sound like they're being hit so hard. It's like that adds a hardcore element to it. Uh huh. Um, yes. Yeah. And like some, of, you know, you, you'll be able to tell. Like some of the fills and stuff, you're like, oh, all right, this this dude might have played hardcore before. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but he knows what he's. You know, he's smart enough or uh, has enough couth to like hold back and play a pop song because that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the the first I, I'm curious is what you guys will think of it because uh, the vocals took me off. Uh, off off guard a little bit when I first heard it and uh, I love it um, but I'm like man this guy's probably such an asshole <laughs> but I'm bet you I think that's what he wants so this is um, this is partner here we go
was sick. <laughs> it was great. We are now joined by Wilson. Oh, by the way, that was Partner with Blue Hell. That's the first track off of their album, um, Uncontrollable Salvation, mm. which, yeah, it looks pretty good. Even though I said I judged it on its, it looks like a little too indie for me. Yeah. You know, like. I don't uh, think the guy sounds, I don't think the guy sounds like that much of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, you got to listen to the rest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's bratty. Yeah. Which I know that's what he's trying to do. You know what it sounds like? Uh, you know, like the, the vocals on the Pigeon Religion seven inch. Yes. Or like, yes. or uh, or like uh, pissed jeans a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that pissed jeans vibe. Yep. I know. Yeah. yeah. Which, which they're super bratty vocals. Yeah. Like, yeah. I throw shit at the audience. <laughs> yeah, but it's really low in the mix, which is respectful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That just has elements of everything I like. Like it's got the pop. It's got the you know the drums make it really heavy. It's kind of annoying yeah it's like kind of trying to push your buttons a little bit and that's everything i like about me really i really like i'm a big sucker probably because of the time i grew up in for the vocals in the back albini mix drums up front vocals in the back but most of the time especially with punk bands you're like the singer does not need to be heard (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) no one cares about what you're saying (laughs) we just need need the energy or you're like you're like the hype man yeah control like you know like the the vibe really but yeah you might hear Wilson in the background. We have a, it's a family affair here. We have uh, Jesse's in here doing some work. And Mama says I can't talk. And Wilson is here. And we told him not to talk, but man, he talks all the time. Failing. <laughs> He's failing. I'm not. Failing. <laughs> that was. Oh, did you hear that power plant song? Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, we'll go next. Um, I'm going to play because I'm adamant about playing something that Joe hasn't heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm going to play uh, This Heat by this band called Deeper, which I am already kind of sick of because for some reason Spotify really loves to play yeah. them for me. But, I, I got there too. But this song, this song is the shit. And I'm sorry, I keep swearing. But... <laughs> no, you can swear. <laughs> as long as you're fine with yeah, it, also. Did you hear what I just said? Squaring. <laughs> Not circling. There's no there's no squaring here. <laughs> People are squares or circles.
What a jam, dude. Yeah. Like tight, 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 and then suddenly post punk. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. It's, uh, I think, you know what it reminds me of is like, it's like, um, th- there was this idea like when um, I think Martin Hannett was recording Joy Division. He was like, like uh, everybody, like the manager and, and the label, like the label guy, they were all going like, oh, Joy Division is such a fucking sick live band. And Martin Hannett was just like, I'm going to put all this space between the instruments. And like that was like a revolutionary thing, and this sounds like they kept both, like the raw mm-hmm. live energy, but also like total separation of tracks. Like it still comes in with like a post punky like yeah. punch. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But they still sound like they're fucking going off. Oh, they're using their dynamics beautifully. Like yeah. it's just like everything. Yeah, it's like you you listen to it. Everything is choked really fast. Everything's really yes. really really tight. Yes, and you're kind of like I really dig it. It's like really kind of like wound tight. But then it's just like in the end, it opens up and you're like, oh, wow, that's why. Because this outro is supposed to feel a little bit like kind of like a relief. A break, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, and I'm I'm just like in love with the drums. I Mm -hmm. love the drummer style. I love like the weird like. Guitar sound is off the fucking hook. It's crazy. It's catchy. It's so catchy. It's It's almost a pop song. Extreme. Yeah. That band and Power Plant really like their guitar Mm -hmm. sounds are so uniquely extreme. Can you tell what I gravitate towards? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I'd never heard that before. That was yeah. That was whole killer. record. Welcome is to Ben. You'll soon be sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole record is really pretty solid. Though. Yeah, it's cool. a really great record. I think it's a neat. I can't. It's like a short record. I believe it's not. It, I could be wrong, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's like it's it's every song's pretty solid. But that's that's a banger. Cool for sure. That is. I think that that takes a kick mm-hmm. on the record. And what do we got next? So I just introduced Manya while we've been here to this band, uh, Butter the Children. Uh, Butter, the children. <laughs> Butter the Children. The cover art on their self-titled EP is pure freakiness. It's like guys in spacesuits. Some woman has a gigantic head and the guy's pinching her nipple. It's a real mess. Huh. Her nipple. Uh, yeah. Um, but they don't, I don't think they have the full record on here. So 
This is the third uh, song on the EP, which is one of my two favorites, and it's called Flesh Wound in Ithaca. <laughs> All right. Um and the rest of, of of the EP's song titles are all like movies that they're going to see in Seinfeld. Like <laughs> Rochelle Rochelle, <laughs> prognosis prognosis negative. Like they're all fake movies that they're going to see in Seinfeld. Oh my god. Um That's really it, good. but uh yeah, this one is uh this one's a real banger. It's just a tight little pop song from uh this band from Queens. Uh from probably two thousand twelve ish. Cool. Uh, and I heard later stuff and I was like, cool, but it's not that first EP. And this first EP is real, real tight. Um, so yeah, this is Flesh Wind Musica by Butter of the Children. Yeah, that was really good. It's Dude, a, it's a tight the one. bass, yeah, just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. It's like, like space. <laughs> it is everything. It's like the constant is like just is just driving the song. That one note that hits in the chorus and the guitar that's just like <laughs> so good, like it fucking freaks me out. Yeah, those vocals were killer too. It was like yeah. Mm-hmm. In early on, before they got to the chorus, I was like, I would like those up louder. Yeah. I hear that louder. Yeah. And I yeah. never think that about vocals ever. Yeah. So. There's sure. like the first song in the EP is called Robin Moore, and it's like there's like three different versions I found on YouTube, and none of them are the EP version. Oh. So I was playing her two of them, and she was going like, This sounds good. And I'm like, It's still not the good one. <laughs> you, know, like... <laughs> you guys get weird about that? Like, I don't want to hear a different version. I want to oh, hear the version no, yeah. that I know. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I like the recorded version of Be Stiff, for instance, and that live version, and that's it. Hmm. Uh, because it's an early, early, early Devo song. So when you go to the older ones, uh-huh. it's like down, 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 down. Like, it's slow. Yeah. And then you get to the point where it's like 1981 or whatever, and they're like, bow, 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 and you're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, so like, 
Oh, Chopper's in the room, too. It is a family <laughs> affair. It's a family affair. <laughs> but yeah, what are the children? I don't know what's going on. Uh, they've had records since. I've heard I didn't dig as much. But that first EP is just banger after banger, man. Hmm. And they're all like little two-minute ones like that. And when when's that from? I think I think like around like 2013. Cool. Um, and yeah, just Queens band that would play. There was a venue called Shea Stadium that was not Shea Stadium. Yeah, yeah, I know all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was where they're like. They, I always saw stuff about their band playing there. But it was new. It, like it, it was. Actually, yeah, it was. It. I think it like opened up in like 20. I might be wrong. I feel it felt. I feel like it opened up around like that year or earlier that year yeah i also yeah. could totally be wrong about that but no no um, you're right that is a venue great 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 band did you play there no hmm. <laughs> what band were you in by the way i was in a, several i was in several um Which i was stuff? in i was in a punk band called the dead tricks and um i was in the sesos which was a garage band okay i was in a a little uh, dark wave dark gaze sorry dark gaze important <laughs> difference dark gaze band called too frail and then, um, and then the last band I was in uh, called Future Dark, which was probably the most promising, but never took off. And then I left and moved to LA. So Future Dark I, had really good stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, we <laughs> Don't make play me cry about the it. opener. The opener song that I told you I really liked from Future porn, Dark. Porn, porn in the nineties. Is I think yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the single. <laughs> yeah, that was that's really that was a real fucking. I know. And I actually sang in that band, which was really fun. But like, you know, it just it didn't work out, unfortunately. And then I was like, I heard I heard my L.A. calling and I was like, ah, it's time to go. But, you know, yeah, maybe one day that album will get mixed and released as a as a thing that never happened. Oh, so it's all recorded. Yeah, we kind of. Uh... Yeah, the album kind of got recorded and then we just had so many issues with some things getting it out. And it just never it never like really fully got mixed and released after we spent a lot of painstaking time and money getting yeah. it recorded but that ah, happens you know can we hear it anywhere is nope. it online anywhere no oh i can find porn in the 90s if you really want to hear it but we might have to cut it out <laughs> <laughs> we'll check it out it sounds awesome what are you playing next I'm going to play, um, I really wanted to play Sacrilege which is an old um, band from the 80s that is like um, brand new to me it I sounds was, like metally. Yeah, mm. it sounds like there's a lot of reverb. <laughs> um, there's not a ton of reverb. There's some. Okay. Um, it's really good. That's not what we're gonna play though. Oh. I'm gonna play something uh, newer that reminds me of Sacrilege. But I'd actually heard this band first. This is a band from the Boston area called Exit Order, and it has um. It oh has yeah. People that we, yeah. Um, it just it's a killer. This is more like I would say like more straight punk. Okay. Where that has a lot more like um a lot more like crust metal metal kind of stuff to it. Stadium um, crust as you call it. No, it's not stadium crust. It's really good. It's like original <laughs> I do really like that term stadium, a lot. Stadium crust. Yeah. So there's like big production on a crust record. Joe would always call it stadium crust yeah. and it cracked me up. Is this stadium like as if there would be a stadium full of That's people to see a crust band ever? Yeah, this is stadium, stadium crust. crust. I I don't want my crust like even I know this is probably going to rub people the wrong way but I don't like Wolfpack. That's too overproduced like skit system it's still yeah. overproduced i want like it, raw it, finds that, it finds that middle ground with metal heads yes and, they, it does. and they're both like i i also stink and wear leather <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and, like, and they're like so they start having the bands on this yeah they uh yeah and the, you know that some of that stadium crust stuff like um the the also the record cover looks like 
it's a it's a stadium crossfit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they have like silver. Are they playing in the stadium? They just have like silver foil behind the letters, like dumb shit like that. Where you're like, come on, yeah, like give that, me a that break. You, want. you guys stink. Yeah, and when there were so many like, <laughs> when everybody was ripping off tragedy, there were some bands that we we ended up we would play with on tour, and it was like. Uh, you guys are too pretty to play this. Like, yeah. you, you don't smell bad. You smell good. Yeah. You, you're really handsome. So like, yeah. so you're get playing off the crust. Stage, dude. Yeah. yeah, honestly, Tragedy and His Hero is gone. I think Nevin tells a story about when they played Tampa and he goes like, you smelled them before you saw them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's like, how you know like, they're going to be like, good. The, like, like, they're coming down the hallway, but you're already like, something's wrong. <laughs> like, oh, Tragedy's here. Yeah. <laughs> they're, and they're coming up. So yeah, this is not sacrilege. This is um, Exit Order, and we're going to play straight up. Um, I don't know if have you guys ever heard Exit Order? No. no. Okay, so it I'm going to play like post punk record though. By the cover. I love the cover. I'm going to play. Uh, it's called Seed Seed of Hysteria, and I'm going to play that song because it's just such a banger. It's the first one on there, and it's a ripper. So okay. here we go. Exit Order. Seed of Hysteria. <laughs> That was Exit Order with Seed of Hysteria off of the LP of the same name. Um, I just love that. The whole thing rips. Um, like the whole album, it slows down. It's got like, you know, mid-tempo songs and everything. And there's one, ah, there's one riff. I can't remember exactly what song it's in. But it's straight up like reminds me of a Casualties riff. <laughs> and that's o- that's okay with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are all, the records you're playing too are like very guitar forward songs. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of like shrieking isolated guitar. Hmm. I think that's like a thing that you're like into. You know, it's crazy. Um, the newest band I, I started with some friends, like um, somebody was like, these songs are pretty riffy, man. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like I, I didn't really think about that. But yeah, it's like it's like got a big guitar riff. Right. right and I really right. kind of didn't never did that before. Right. Which is strange. Nobody riffs anymore, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, I do. <laughs> I think it's awesome when you start to like really recognize the patterns of the music that you like. And you're yeah. like, oh, I get it. I know why I like this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And a lot of the stuff I like, the patterns I like, I'm like, it's stupid. 
Like, it's dumb <laughs> stuff. Where I'm like, if somebody says something awesome before a solo, I'm like, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, like I've told you about fucking in, uh, in the Mondivo song, um, Smart Patrol, Nowhere to Go, Suburban Robots, The Monitor of Reality, Come and Stop, We Work Around the Clock, we shove the poles in the hole. Shove it! <laughs> I'm like, shove it before a solo. I was like, ah! Shove it? So good. You told me about one. What fucking band was it where they just say the guitar player's oh, name? Oh, it's go, Kenny! Yeah. It's typo negative. Because he's like a sleep. Was it typo negative? <laughs> it's typo negative. And I'm, just like, he's, like he's nodding there. off. <laughs> yeah, it's typo negative. I'm sure they got it from like, uh, Kenny is what's, what's so funny. <laughs> agnostic front when they call that stigma yeah yeah, like, yeah. stigma dude i played with him <laughs> did you yeah well um well actually mike mike gallo um produced the first record the first ep of my punk band dead tricks cool so we became really good friends with him he's the sweetest dude but then we wound up uh because like he wound up uh touring with Vinny stigma mm-hmm. and like they were doing a bunch of shows which we just wound up opening for them a bunch of times like in i think one was like in boston like one was like just all over these like weird ass venues but it was super fun that's awesome that's yeah cool. and then i would get really stoned and try to talk to Vinny, and he'd be like what the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> but he was so sweet they were so funny and Aww. great and like they're still the sweetest dudes cool yeah that that first i mean i always thought agnostic front was like you know tough guy hardcore i had no idea and then i was in sound idea um and they got the owner bob cern was playing this like ripping fast hardcore punk and i'm like what is this and he goes this is agnostic front. This is victim in pain. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah man. He's like, don't. He's yeah, like, they're it, not what you think they are. It does. Are. It absolutely oh, bridges the gap with hardcore punk. Yeah. They are the hardcore punk band. Yeah. Where, like, they really flip it. And, like, you know, isn't the the Nausea singer? Uh, yeah, yeah. She's, like, uh, married to... Yeah, Amy married um, Vinny, I think. Vinny, I think? Yeah. Or, no, no. Or, um, or uh, Roger... Roger Merritt, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, she, I think I, so. one of them. I think yeah. maybe Roger. <laughs> one of them. Yeah, yeah. One of the two. It's Roger or Vinny. Yeah. She married. But like, that was the thing where like, you know, there was, you know, like the born against sick of it all fight. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the opposite would happen with, with nausea and agnostic front. Uh-huh. It was like, we're getting married while you guys fight. <laughs> it's like, these are the liberal nerds and these are the tough guy dorks. And then they fight, and it's like, oh no, we actually got married. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I loved all that, like all that crossover, like the murderers among us comp. It's like it's, it's got very, all those bands, very good. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was one of the most expensive seven inches I ever bought. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. How much? <laughs> still paying for it, huh? Uh, uh, honestly, like sixteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so still paying for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on my way. <laughs> I'll get it one day. <laughs> <laughs> no and then i brought it to a record swap and donaldson was like you're not gonna trade that i was like if you have something good enough i will it's a record swap you idiot mm-hmm. i was like i'm not a collector yeah i was like it's a bargain like just give me something that i want more and i'll be like yeah like if it was like if he was like if you can't if i had like the murders among his comp and you came to me was like the citizens arrest lp i'd be like yeah I'll fucking let's do this like i'll switch, I'll switch that right up you know but like, yeah, I'm never, I've never been the kind of person that's like so precious about my records that I'm like not willing to trade for something I want more because yeah. tastes change. Like you change as a person. Like, yeah. You know, whatever. Am I up? Yeah, you're up. Or is Manya? I'm um, Manya's up. Manya's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough that for some reason there's something about that song that reminded me of Ceremony and this might be sacrilege, but uh, <laughs> apparently Joe hasn't like really listened to much of it. So I'm just going to play... Um, 
Hysteria because it's a cool song and there's just something like it literally the song that that he just played kind of reminds me of like hysteria on speed and like or just cool. played at an rpm that it like is like twice the speed it's just but it's i don't know it's been a while since i actually listened to it and i used to just legit really really love this band at least this album and then everything after that it? zoo oh okay. yeah it's off zoo and i think that was like the last punk album that they did everything mm-hmm. kind of sucked after that i'm not into i'm not just, just for the record, I'm not into the post-punk ceremony. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a ceremony hysteria. Ceremony with Hysteria, a song I have not listened to in a really long time, but somehow was reminded of uh, just now. It also I, reminds me of what we were saying about it's 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 the bridge between hardcore and punk. Yeah. It's like yeah. the toms are very hardcore. It's yeah. very, very well produced, which yeah. is kind of like the thing that would throw you off of it. But yeah. it sounds so good. Like, it's just a really... This album is solid. I will give it that. There's yeah. there's a lot of good songs. The album before it is really great too. Is that Ronert Park or whatever? What? Yeah. What did you just say? Ronert Park, like R O H N E R T Park, oh, okay. is, is an album name I know for them that people would like highlight. But I I'd, I'd never dived in, so I don't know much about Ceremony. But Zoo I did also hear was like 
one of like it's the big one yeah it's like yeah, the yeah. it's like the it, feel, it feels like almost like a mainstream album for them but yeah you can't deny it it is really good and right. that's like and that's an opening track it's just sure. like it's a hell of like a like a big opener it's yeah pretty good. it also has that big energy too like in a stooges way <laughs> big stooges energy yeah bse what <laughs> bse oh, oh bacon sausage egg <laughs> yeah. i mean you know no. you know what they said about Iggy. you know he's, yeah. uh, he's hung so <laughs> makes sense it's skinny guys yeah yeah our friend nevin says he's like tall skinny guys or like not even that tall but like tall skinnier guys always have big hogs what is yeah. nevin taking a fucking census <laughs> he's <talking> about, like, <laughs> or he's hyping himself <laughs> it's experience man <laughs> so funny he hangs a lot in locker rooms so. <laughs> yeah he just lurks, lurks and looks. Yeah. <laughs> lurks. Yeah, but it has also that, that fucking balling out of control guitar sound. Very oh, yeah. shrill guitar. Mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and I do, it does sound like um, I can hear the similarities between that and Exit. Right? Yeah. yeah it's like, I don't, yeah, it just it popped, mm-hmm. popped in my head. I was like, ah, so it just reminds me of it. So. Yeah, especially, yeah, like shrill guitar. Um, yeah, I, I never checked them out. That was the first time I ever heard Ceremony. Because um, like I was telling you before, John and I were in a band. That was kind of we were kind of pain in the asses about like hype and like oh yeah you know staying yeah, we underground. Were really dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I still believe a lot of it. Yeah, but I we were too. you know we were pretty rigid. Um, yeah, there was like there was like bands like we would be like fuck. and then we would meet them and be like oh they're really nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh they have a bar club. Like, we're not gonna oh, look, I wish we're not we gonna book them. Dicks. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like we could have been friends with these people and they're cool. <laughs> But whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gives you cult status. We came around. You know, it gives you cult status. <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, I want to play this song from one of our Pain in the Ass bands. <laughs> Which it's, it's uh the one I told you about where Joe based it on an R&B song. Oh. And he still never told me what the song is. Because oh. it's a straight You're giving rap. it all away. No, no, no. no. Like, but, Maybe I'll play that next. But I get it. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that, that would be so sick. So I don't know the song he based it on, but he, he, he came and he was like, I listened to this R&B song. I wrote this song. And I was like really, really into it. And it uh, it especially came with a killer bass line that our friend Robbie played. And so, uh, you know, I didn't write, a, I didn't change a single thing about the song he wrote. And I really love it. And I guess it's maybe one of those things where like, your own songs don't get stuck in your head, right? But if somebody mm-hmm. else writes a song, you're like, this is the best, you yeah. know? So Joe's song is like, I really like this EP we did together. It's the last record we did together. And we recorded it in this house. In uh, this room. In this room. And um, I, I, it was one of my favorite memories of the band. I really loved taking our time recording that EP and doing like whatever we wanted, as many takes. It was just so comfortable. And like it was great. The songs were great too. Besides this one, we're gonna play next. No, John wrote all the rest of them. No, this is a great, great, great song. It's a really good song, and uh, it was so much fun to play. And I'm sure Robbie would agree with me if he was here that this is probably the most fun song to play on the record. But it has a groove to it, and it's just like, (laughs) like it's just like one of these things where you can tell that it's based on an R&B song. I can't wait to hear it. Um, yeah, but it's like it also features my awkward guitar playing, which is not smooth at all over it. So I think it made it that little like tinge of fucked up, which is kind of nice. All right. And so- this is Tablet by Panzram, me and Joe's band. And uh, it was Joe would always come out with some kind of fucking crazy, weird, angular, strange song when we were like getting ready to like record and like writing songs. And it was always just so hypnotic and catchy and strange. And so this is the only time you'll ever hear on his own show one of his own songs because he wouldn't do it which is classy and nice but since I'm a guest I can do it (laughs) there we go 
that was it. <laughs> Johnny and I's band. Yeah, it was it was really fun. I it was also I liked it whenever we did like double vocals for the whole song. Yeah, that was cool. I really uh, liked it. Yeah. That was um that was a straight rip off of a hip hop song. I, I can't I, even I, hip-hop song or an R and B song. It's like a hip hop song with like an R and B kind of like uh like sample in the background. Yeah, because the beat you're doing is pretty straightforward, right? And then like his bass line is like boom 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 boom. Yeah, and that's a straight rip. Like I like lawsuit territory (laughs) (laughs) but that was uh yeah that that's that was off of our last tape that was called judgment night soundtrack (laughs) because we went to a fucking place to eat with jesse happy birthday jesse (laughs) and we went and you were like i wish we could just call it like judgment night soundtrack and i was like that's the title (laughs) we would talk all the time about the judgment night soundtrack and how it's like anthrax and iced tea and like snoop like what there's Biohazard and Onyx. Yeah. It's uh like it's Slayer and Ice T. Uh it is Cypress Hill and Sonic Youth. It's just hip hop acts and rock acts mashed up, like forced to be together. <laughs> off a yeah, movie that doesn't right. matter. That's yeah. <laughs> Judgment Night is not a very good movie <laughs> like, at all. It's just and I was we always talk about what a stupid soundtrack it is. And we, I think, love it. Hate oh, it. yeah, it's great. Yeah. And it had therapy on it, which was like my favorite band ever. Yeah. And their song is like kind of a throwaway song it's like yeah it's like a basics like their riff it's like (laughs) it's just such a stupid thing and he said it at a place we went to eat with jesse and i was like dude that is what we're calling it i i was like we have to yeah so dumb and i think i met one guy that got the reference ever (laughs) (laughs) the whole time we were on tour selling the tapes we're like oh judgment night it was like one dude (laughs) it's like this reference this is, is too old, it. man. It's it's like, worth it for that one. This is how we know it's time to end the band. <laughs> We're making references nobody cares about. That was my favorite release from the. Or maybe not my. I don't know. That was. There were really good songs. We recorded them here. I did my best, but it kind of falls flat. Like the mix is great. You just didn't get it mastered. We didn't get it mastered. Um, and uh, yeah, it was one of those things. It was like the band was ending, and it was kind of like, oh man, I wish. You know, more people heard this, and I wish it would have came out in vinyl, yeah. but it well, didn't. Manya also has, I think, the correct opinion where she says, you got to get the recording out of the band's hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Once it's recorded, it has to be mixed and mastered by someone completely out of Oh, I the, disagree. I disagree with the mix. The mix is... is because, like, no one else, I, I think, will spend the time... No, no, I mean, yeah, you, well, no, you, you get a you get you get a good engineer to mix it. Uh-huh. But and obviously you're always involved. Like you have sure. to be involved with the mixing. Mm, of course. And you're in there with the opinions and like, you know, you, there's a lot of fine tuning where the band has to be in the room to do. But like there's just some things that will never get finished. Yeah. And that's if you mix and master your own album. Yeah. And yeah. never will it will never come out. It's yeah. just because you your ear like and you're always looking to like pump up the parts that aren't yours, yeah. you know, and like, and that's not necessarily the thing that's better for the sound. Yeah. So it's true, like it's true. always it's always an issue with that stuff. Yeah, but, but this is the thing with the, the thing the fucking what is it the it was like the Kanye album it was like there's a new mix every week because he's like I'm not done with it. And you're like, but I bought it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, you know, just it's like, like that thing. Where, like, you can't leave it in the person's hands. It has yeah. to be taken away at some point. But ma- I mean, mastering makes such a huge difference. You should never master your own shit anyway, because that's yeah. a whole. 
it's a craft because you can tell when you listen to like a remastered album how much different it sounds. Yeah, like people true. people are just like mastering is just like this weird magic thing that happens, and it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, but you can there are so many parameters that can change how it sounds. That's oh, like yeah. it's it's huge. It's definitely huge. So you have to like. You know, get the right person to do it for your yeah. sound. That's like yeah. it's a whole, it's a whole ordeal. And there's a thing too. It's like you know the person aging with the the shit. Like when um, I put a Screeching Weasel song on your last mix, and it was the <laughs> remixed, remastered one. And I'm like, dude, you had the fucking vocals in the back, and it was my favorite song of all time. And now they're up front and obnoxious, and you overestimate your own vocal ability, <laughs> and it sucks, and you're ruining a song. And also, you're taking the song out of the time it was made. This is an yes. album from 1993. Yeah. Leave yeah. it an album from... Like, you don't need to be like, oh, yeah, but my vocals... It's like, your vocals are shit. <laughs> your vocals suck. You're Ben Weasel. Famously bad vocals. Like, it's like, nobody needs to jack up the weasel. <laughs> Nobody's no one's jacking up the weasel. <laughs> yeah, like... Nobody's like, you know what? This album's great, but I wish Ben Weasel's vocals were more clear. (laughs) Nobody's ever said that. It's just a guy being like 50 being like, I should turn this shit up. No! I really was good. Yeah, and then this is the only version you can find on Spotify. And you're like, okay, well, this sucks forever. Well, speaking of, well, just just to circle back on vocals and, and that song that we just heard. My favorite part of like what John said as we were listening to it was he was like, I was like, oh, I like the vocals. He was like, I'm the high part. Uh, yeah. I'm the high one. And that just made my night. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, I like the double vocals. And I go, I'm the high one. She just cracked up laughing. He said, I thought it was a girl. I was like, it was. It was. If you believe in gender. Which we don't. Yeah, we do not. Also, Joe got rid of a fucking, you remember the guy with the, yeah! I did like a fucking, oh, no. a, yeah! Oh, like, that I, song? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, I don't remember that. Because you did it in one part of the song. <laughs> And I did one too, and you were like, "That is deleted." <laughs> <laughs> from both from both recording and memory. Yeah, from memory, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, should we do another one? Another one? One, one more each? each? Oh, girl. Ooh, yeah, let's do one more. That's each. good. Let's do one, one more each. each. Let's do two more. Each. Two more each? Yeah. Oh, shit. Because I got, I got one I want to play for you guys I think you'll really like. <laughs> and then I got one that I want to play for some memories. You know what I'm saying? Aww. Nice. Um, yeah. So this next one is a guy that um, he came here and played a show at Nice Guys Pizzeria, which is an awesome place if you're ever in Cape Coral, Florida. It is the coolest place around by far. With the um, great wings. Yeah. yeah. Great wings. Uh, yeah. They're the most, I grew up outside of Buffalo and they are the most, they're closest to Buffalo wings I've ever had outside of Buffalo. So go there and they're really cool. Anyways, um, so yeah, this is a guy named Dr. Paul. <laughs> and, uh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Paul, um, he was touring with a friend of ours, uh, a friend of ours, Joe, uh, from a band called the Elsinores. And he did a solo thing called Chlorine and it was kind of like bedroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like bedroom style pop. Joe, right? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And um, and he was like, "Yeah, we're we're coming down, and I'm coming down with uh, Doctor Paul, Doctor Paul." And I was like, "Oh, Doctor Paul, huh?" I'm like, "Okay." So I'm like making the flyer. I'm making the flyer, and I'm like, "I'm gonna check this out." And I'm like, "Ooh, huh?" I didn't check it out. I don't. I don't know what I found. Maybe I found his Instagram or something. And I'm like, 
oh, this is weird. I, I'm not excited about this. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I was like, nice. I'm not I'm not excited about this. And, and then, then now you're, you're playing, playing the song, song so. so. Yes. And then he played <laughs> and it was amazing and he commanded the crowd. And it was, um, it was one of those situations where you're like, this guy should not be in charge of the room, but he is. Man. <laughs> he's got this fucking, he's just like, he's owning it. And it's awesome. And it's not, I, I'm not trying to sound like it's ironic or anything. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's very much like, um, it was just him with a backing track. Uh, it's, it's like, it's, he plays all oh, the instruments. Oh, the vocals and nothing else? Yeah. It's basically. No Because he recorded no everything else. Before. He recorded everything. Oh. Um, and it was just him in front of a backing track where he recorded all the, all the tracks. Oh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta was, be good to pull that off. And... It was great. Damn. And um, I was, it was another one of those situations where I judged a book by its cover and I was completely wrong yeah. because I immediately bought all three tapes that he had with him and they were all, they're all awesome. Shit. So this is uh, Dr. Paul and this is uh, Growing Like a Weed. <laughs> Just like Paul. Just like Paul. <laughs>
And that was Dr. Paul. Um, yeah, I just, I, I totally love that. It was, uh, it's like, you know, kind of like it puts you in a trance. It's yeah, like really yeah. pretty. It's also like a little bit awkward. Oh, it's perfect. Um, yeah. And all the, I have, like I said, I, I got three tapes right away from him and, um, they all are a bit different, but I mean, it's, it's like, it's perfect. Cause it's like, you know, when you listen, when you, I'm, I'm going to put on this Dr. Paul tape, you want Dr. Paul. But it's all a bit different, so you're not just like, oh, we made another album and it's the same stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, it's it's all great, and uh, yeah, he was he was really cool talking to him. I uh, I just it was you know sometimes when oh it, dude, it's so fun. The turnaround where you go like, this fucking guy's gonna suck. I have an opinion. <laughs> then he plays you're like, I'll get all three tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I was completely wrong. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it now. I know now. I know that now. That's like the lazy writing we've been talking about. Like me and Aaron was thinking about like in scripts. Uh-huh. People are like, I learned a lesson. They go, I know that now. <laughs> you know, like just the laziest writing oh, like of in a all movie. Stuff. Yeah, like yeah, in a movie. Yeah, yeah. I know that now. Okay, cool, man. <laughs> like, just so stupid. But, but yeah. it is it is a thing the live show does make that difference. Oh, absolutely. Even if it's a dude just like playing from a like in front of a backing track, like yeah. at least he made he made it. And it's like granted, I'd rather him spend it because like with music like this, you want someone to focus on the vocals and performance. Mm-hmm. And like it's like it's like you don't need the backing band to really prove that he like right. you know this yeah. like you know it's like really the the focus is the vibe is there he yeah. he made probably incredibly good recordings of it yeah and just like you just need him to like you know right. be there and make the vibe mm-hmm. and like it also sing a song right yeah, yeah it's just the track that you're playing and you're like I'm gonna stand here with a microphone and sing over it. It's the easiest thing to make fun of if it's bad for a second. Yeah. You know? Because, like, band members, we all rely on each other. We're like, hey, remember that shitty song? Let's really play it loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, if you're doing, like, a thing like, I recorded this, and so you're going to hear a weaker, less projected version. Yeah, and you're up there alone. And you're yeah. up there alone. Yeah, it is It is a whole thing you have to respect. And it's, yeah. it's very different than, like, you know, like, like singer-songwriters that rely on hiring a band. To, yeah. to play their music because mm-hmm. literally you just can't pull some shit off live that you sure. did by yourself, yeah. you know, in the studio. And like, and multi-instrumentalists are just like the most respectable musicians. It's like, yeah. I, I have, yeah. as someone that is just like, I play bass, a little bit of synth and I can sing, but that's like nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't play drums. I can't, you know, it's just like, it's like this thing where I just respect skills like that so much. But it's just like, also like, you got to respect when someone was just like, you know what? I'm not going to like burden people with trying to like get them to play this perfectly for me and yeah. become that dickhead that's just like, you're not playing it right, you know? Sure. Like, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or plus he's probably broke and can't afford to hire people to right, like, yeah. you know, play the music. So it's like, I feel like it's kind of respectable. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to do this the yeah. way that it will just sound the most like me. And yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah. 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 It was so good. It, I liked enough? it a lot. Yeah, it was really loud. Really? It was really loud, and it had that kind of like low sheer fi. PA, right? Yeah, it was like uh, he ran a mixer through a PA or something, right, right, and, right. and it was uh, it was a little bit low fi, which worked. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was really, really. Good. Things, you can like, hear like, the all those like too. early like merchandise shows too. Same yeah. thing. You know? Yeah, that, that's that's a similar vein. Like um, some of his other other stuff kind of sounds like later merchandise where they kind of got like 
world music-y. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Carson. <laughs> but like, yeah, it was, you know, yeah, um, yeah it's it's in a similar vein. And so it's, it's like a album that came out in 89. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff where it's like, it's straight up like, um, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, like beach style, like <laughs> flip flop reggae is like a friend of <laughs> <the> friends calls. <laughs> yeah, Manya's up next. So, so. I'm, um, I'm gonna. It, it would be a crime for me to not pay homage to this one song that came out uh, on an incredibly, surprisingly amazing album last year, uh, and it's a song by Sweeping Promises, "Hunger for a Way Out." Um, this song popped on first on uh, some dis- one of my discover- Spotify discoveries and blew me away instantly. And I was just like, what is this? And it was just it's this, it was like recorded last year. It's like by these this ter- incredibly talented duo. Um, and this song, like I, I instantly like sent this song to everyone I know. I was just like, you gotta listen to this. You're gonna, you're gonna love it. These guys are gonna be huge. And everyone was just like, oh my god, this is really good. <laughs> and anyone I ever send this song is just like, dude, yeah. this is great. There's so, nothing better. Like the mixing of it, it's perfect. So good. It's so perfect. There's nothing you would change about this yeah. track. Yeah. So, and I really hope this. I hope these guys uh just release more stuff. And I hope this. I hope this band blows up and gets the homage they deserve yeah. this year when they can actually play shows and 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 be a band. But the fact that they listed the released this and possibly recorded it, I'm I'm sure it kind of had a crossover mid pandemic, and it was just like it was like a it's a weird uh, hopeful light. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it just it just it it landed at just the right time, like mid last year, and I was like, whoa, right? Yeah. So um. Sweeping promises, hunger for a way out.
yeah, that was a. Uh... If you don't like that song, something's wrong with you. <laughs> because this, that is a jam. The judgment's going down. Yeah, I'm sorry. It has yeah. to be. Because, like, it's just so, it's like, it, it does everything so right. Yeah. But it's just like, it's like, it's weird. It's it's simple, but not, it just, it has these, like, old punk influences and lo-fi influences. But at the same time, it's like a little burger records. And it's yeah. like a little, like... You know, and then it has this weird, like, little no-wavy shit. It's just, yeah. it's, like, all the right things are in there. But the good things about, like, the fucking, like, you know, the post-punk stuff, where it's just, like, where it sounds like the fucking guitar is just completely free from the bass and drums. Yeah. And it's just doing shit where it's, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm, you can do whatever you want, but I'm doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, like, and you're yeah. like, the chaos of it makes you, like, so, like, I wouldn't even, yes! <laughs> I wouldn't even call this post-punk. Like, I don't even know what no, to, really. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's like to me, it's just like it's it's like lo-fi garage. Yeah, almost, it, it you know has I mean? that. Like, it's like, but it's like I, I get it. It, it is it is like yeah. post punk vibes, but it's just like it's so. It just the influences are gathered from a completely different corner, and I feel it like has kind of like some of the Wire Gang of Four stuff with me. Yeah, the, the a little. Thing. Yeah, I get it. But it's hard. The, it's more like the guitar like sound is, that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And just yeah, I just I have a I was super big hard on for that song, <laughs> for, and I yeah. and I will continue to <laughs> till the day I die. I think <laughs> that was put out by Feel It Records, which is a guy that um uh, I'm in contact with named Sam. Who uh, he all the stuff he puts out is great. Um, and I don't you know I'm not a huge fan of all of it, but like from the punk to the garage to everything that he puts out is like top notch shit. Yeah, and yeah. it's good even if I don't you know love the music you know it's good you know i know it's yeah, good yeah. exactly he's got he's got he's got good taste he does <laughs> um, yeah we, i met him a long time ago when i did the zine um he did a zine distro and then mm-hmm. we ended up meeting up with him um he, a band of uh ours and a band of his played some shows together and he was just a great dude um yeah and he does great stuff and now he is uh he just like Every release is better than the last, and every last release was great. So you're like, holy shit, this just keeps going up and up and up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. check out Feel It Re- Feel It Records because I'm gonna awesome. I, I'm gonna look into it a little bit more because I never really like looked looked into the actual distributor or the, anyone mm-hmm. that actually released it because hmm. I was just like so floored by. Yeah. yeah. First of all, like it being the first song on your discovery, you're like, what the fuck? Is this something I missed? <laughs> like, like yeah. where did this come from? It was just, it was crazy. And I was like, oh, it's new. And also, oh my God, I'm so going to show this to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was like, yeah, I, I definitely need to dig a little deep into, into this guy's taste because I like it. You ready for some dumb shit? I'm ready. <laughs> Born for it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, Whenever I was like, you know, getting into like the gothy stuff, there was like always the bands you got into that were like darker and darker, you know. And uh, Mania on the first playlist she gave me gave me one of those bands, but like it was it sounded like fucking like a John Hughes movie uh, like song, like you know, like as if like it was like the fucking psychedelic furs, you know, like oh, had like a poppy song. Clan <laughs> Yeah, it was Clan Zymox who only did like. Blickety bleak shit, <laughs> you know what I mean, and uh, and like that's all I had heard from them. That was like and their power. There was like their power dance dance so, pop album. So they did this thing uh, called Home Sweet Home, which is the first song on a playlist Manya gave me, where I was like, oh, this girl is really impressing the shit out of me right now. <laughs> where I was like, this is a baller track, where it's just like unexpected, 
you know, where it's like a really dark wave band doing like a very poppy, reassuring, lovey song. And you're like, and it still sounds great. And it still has like that bombastic, ridiculous, full of reverb production. Um, and I was just like, I was incredibly impressed. <laughs> and it's called Home Sweet Home. And it's by Clan of Zymox, who occasionally would put out a, a record just as Zymox. They dropped a clan of. <laughs> they tried like, a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is that song. And it really sounds to me like a goth band, you know, that suddenly has a shot to be on a John Hughes movie soundtrack. Cool. Killer. Let's hear it. I'm away. 
So that was Glenn and Zymox, Home Sweet Home. That was great. Dude, isn't it, it out fun. of control? It is. It's very uplifting. It's, it's over the top, up. though, it's, too. It's the goth dance hall of a song. <laughs> it is. Like, it's right up there with Sister of Mercy. Like, it is just... Can but you, it's emotionally uplifting. Oh, dude, yeah. It makes yeah. you... Can you not actually see it, like, on, like, Pretty in Pink or 16 in Kansas? Yeah. Stuff? Like, yeah, it's, it's closing out. We're like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're driving away together. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so fucking good. And I was just like... I love this woman. I don't know about this. I look into this shit and I try so hard. And I was like, she still comes up with some shit I don't know about. And I was like, yeah, I, I just, it's such an anomaly, you know, because like the output of Zymox specifically is so, you know. They've got a lot of albums. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of arms. They also have a lot of bullshit. Shit, you know? like, it's a lot of this, you know, and uh, then you're just like, oh, shit. But then also you said that whole album is pretty strong. It's um, yeah, it's like it's it's kind of like their their dancier sort of vibe. Um, but yeah, it's like it's that song particularly oh. is just you can't get it out of your head yeah. once it's in there, and yeah. it is just such an anomaly because oh. you're just like, and it just like really sings to the heart. Like we were saying, like, yeah. it's like you're like, is this sad or like crazy uplifting? You it's know? both. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, it's, 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 it's both. But I feel like whenever you listen to it, you feel uplifted. So it's, it's the good side. And you're saying it's about death. It is. It's so like, it's about that thing where you're like, I'm yeah. dead, but also I'm about to be born. It's like, <laughs> so he's dead. It's like, he's, Cause yeah, you just listen to the lyrics. He's just like, he's like, I'm home. I'm free. Like I just, he literally taught like, it is the most obvious lyrics. Oh, right. But obviously like, you can interpret it to whatever, you know, it makes you feels. But sure. it's, it's definitely about like kind of ascending to the better place of like, oh, or, right. like or like moving on and like, don't worry about me. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. Like, and it's like, it's like, a ter- it's like almost like. Look, have a look at death as like this positive change yeah. and transition <laughs> so it's almost like if you were to listen to this like if like as a person that has like recently passed away singing it to you it's like yeah. it almost makes you feel better right you know and that's like the, that's the way i see it like it, it like it makes me teary-eyed to yeah. be honest when i listen to it because it's that's what it makes me think of and it's uh kind of like the same thing like everything you're saying is like what they say about the, the release of dmt when you die yeah which is just like the constant message you keep getting is you're going home you're going home really going yeah home. yeah wow everybody yeah. that does dmt yeah because you, you don't feel pain you don't feel like fear it's, it's seriously like, a, like as if nature is just making you feel good about getting there you're, you're, yeah you're going, going like, somewhere where like you of course you're going to a hellish landscape <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah for all the, all the sins we've committed but, yeah but just listen to the song and uh, lie oh. to yourself <laughs> Dense, dense your way to that landscape. That is crazy. Yeah, no, that's like the number one thing they say about the DMT experience is it's, you're releasing it before the one time you're going to release it that you know is going to happen when you die. Hmm. And the uh, like the main message is just like, you're cool. Like you're going through a tunnel, but like you're going home. And it's hmm. okay. Yeah, that song is the most direct interpretation of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole time you guys were talking, I, I heard that. Bam, bam, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the, the beat of it is what makes it. That's you're just so kind of like, yeah, let's go home, man. <laughs> Should we die? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we already are. Let's just have a party, man. That's right. It's very, it, it, it's a bit, it's a bit like Paul. It's a bit like Dr. <laughs> Paul. It's like Paul. It's just, just like Paul. Paul. That is a, that's a reference to Profiles. And that's <laughs> I know. The seven Ninjas to Freedom is listening like, what do you mean this Paul shit? <laughs> Which is crazy. They did an episode on, um, I think it was a Patreon, right? Was that a Patreon where you're talking about like um, the uh, Jodorowsky's Dune? Oh, maybe. Maybe. 
Yeah, that, that's it. Oh, we didn't know the spiritual warrior stuff. Yeah, we talked about. Oh, <laughs> oh, it might have been when we talked about at the end where like they're like. Oh no, just like Paul, and then it corresponds to that porn. Because at the at, at the end, yeah, <laughs> everything corresponds the, to that. Yeah, porn. yeah there's a lot of porn talk. Every Paul you ever meet will for. I think Paul might be the first apostle. <laughs> like in the like. <laughs> but but yeah, so we've done this thing about it's just like Paul in uh, Taboo Two. And at the end of Dune, uh, the documentary about Dune not being made by Yodorowsky, you're looking at his poor son who's like kept his hair long to, like, to be ready to be Paul Atreides uh, in the Dune movie. And his dad is going like, yeah, I made him look like this forever. Fuck him. And, and he doesn't say anything until the end of the documentary. And he goes like, he's like, yeah, you know, I think about my dad's Dune in the same way I think about the story of Dune, where he goes like, the movie had to die for like alien to be born. All these people that went on to do great things that were involved with my father's version of Dune and the movie didn't get made. And he's like, and, and me and Aaron go, the movie's just like Paul. And <laughs> 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 we realize everything is just like Paul because it is. <laughs> it's like the movie had to die like in the fucking obvious Christ, you know, yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, thing they're doing there. Like, you know, but, uh, He's also right. Yeah. Because honestly, probably Yodorowsky was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, but like, then fucking, you know, H.R. Geiger went along and like did like the stuff with Alien and, you know, every, everybody else went on and this failure made a bunch of other great successful movies and, yeah. and franchises and stuff. And What a good positive spin. It was. And, and it's from the kid. Who just had to look stupid for years? Yeah, and he like went through all this. Who training. knew he was the smartest one? He went through all this <laughs> like martial arts training yeah. and like. Yeah, he's he's kind of just been like he he had to zen himself out just to deal with all the mm. shit that he just went through to be like, oh, I see so the bigger this picture amazing now. Amazing perspective, yeah. yeah, yeah. You have a totally crazy dad that is gonna make put you through the ringer for his vision, mm. and you're like, I'm eight, man. And then, and then, and then, and then I'm your eight. Dad, I want to play. Your dad's been saying all this shit. He goes, hey, I have to find my a spiritual warrior, and the son's just there. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, he says something amazing, and and you know, he's like, hey, "You see, <laughs> you take credit for whatever." <laughs> That's a little inside baseball. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're gonna play one last song, and this is from a band called Dead Friends that um, John and I's old band toured with. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, the demo is kind of uh, they released some other stuff too, but the demo was released on a record, and. Um, and I think released, maybe some of the songs were released on a tape later. Anyways, um, just a really good band. They kind of had like, um, I called it like rainy day summer punk. That's kind of <laughs> what I always thought it was. It just makes you feel good, but it's like chaotic and short. And it's kind of yeah. like, this is what we're doing. If you can't dig it, whatever. But if you can, you're welcome. Yeah. Come and hang out with us. And Tony from Post Teens. Like, yeah. And he sings great. on this one. Yeah. Um, great yeah. Band. Yeah. Post Teens is great. Tony's voice is like, it sounds kind of like a, like I think it's like angelic, yeah. But it's like he sounds kind of like a younger, um, like a young kid, just like screaming his heart out. Yeah. Um, and this song was great. We um, the reason I picked this one is um, it was like the last show of our tour, and I think it was in Athens. We were playing kind of like a bougie bar, mm-hmm. and it was upstairs, and uh, it was bogus. I mean, it wasn't bogus. It was fine, but like, you know, it wasn't like what we were. We were all kind of like, okay, we're gonna make the best of this. Yeah. Um, and I think we played first. And uh, we had problems and like our, our band, like we had bass problems. And so we just played without a bass because that's what we did. We were like, oh, we're just going to rush through it and we'll get through it because whatever, no big deal. 
Damn, we did? Yeah, we did. We did that a lot. We're just like, you know, where you kind of take... Worst problems. You kind of take like... um, <laughs> The base problem is both of the guys that play it don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just... It, happen. it was that like, you know, and I re- didn't realize this till later. It was like, it's like that false kind of like, you're like, you know what? Enthusiasm, enthusiasm makes, makes up, up for everything, everything. is really what I believe. Makes up for everything, and I'm more, I'm no more important than anything else. Yeah, I'm, you know this, this is a, this isn't about us. So we're gonna like shortchange you because we don't vet. You know, it's, it's well, we like, sure wouldn't have done it with the guitar. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, because I was really, I was pretty good. <laughs> so true. <laughs> no, but it, it was, it was like um, I didn't realize this till later. Like um, it was just kind of like a. Uh, you know, I use, yeah, yeah, I use that kind of like, you know what? It's not a big deal. If they don't hear the bass, who cares? But the bass was a good part of the, you know, we shouldn't have robbed people of that because we were trying to be modest or whatever we were trying sure. to be. But, you know, youth is whatever. But anyways, so <laughs> then um, then uh, Dead Friends played after us and they played the song and it was like um, John got on the mic and sang with Tony for this part. And it just, it always, it's one of my favorite really? memories of the Please band forever. Please tell me it was, the hot, it was the high part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <the Yeah>. shrieking. <laughs> it was just it was just I mean I can still see it to this day it was like you know it was great um so this song is called Huffies by Dead Friends Fuck and yeah. uh yeah it's it's a great one So that was Dead Friends from Gainesville with Huffies. Um, that is, yeah, they were a three-piece. Um, tight band. Tight band. It was so fun to tour with them. Um, yeah, it was great. The, our band uh, wasn't, we didn't sound like them, but it just worked. It was just like, it was very, it was a great tour. We were yeah. all crammed in a minivan with a trailer that was like totally stupid. Picked them up, I think, like in upstate New York and like didn't know the dudes. And we were just like, oh, here's this now. Yeah. And then like they had to like settle into kind of our dynamic a little bit. Yeah. Which is very like, pa- like passive aggressive shitty seeming. <laughs> and like at first Tony was like, to Donaldson, he was like, yo, they're really mean to you. <laughs> I was like, we're all mean to each other. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then. I remember one time Tony was singing uh, Burnout Girl, which is a song off the Screeching Wheels little album that Mike Durnt from Green Day plays on. And, oh. and he just started doing, he was like, I walk by your house while you're laying in bed. And I was like, 
thoughts of whisking you race through my head and we like sang the whole song together and it was like a really dope moment and uh yeah all three of the guys in the band sing songs and they were all like that chaotic catchy punk and like i was seeing the drummer sang that song about his cat that would watch baseball and would watch the ball going on yeah. tv that yeah and i was like that's another fucking banger off that demo mm-hmm. uh, but yeah that was that was that was really cool yeah. i did not see that coming i guess we're gonna call it there that was um, Seven Inches of Freedom, episode five. Uh, I haven't made one in a long time, um, but John suggested we do it when he came down. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to have Jesse, my wife, do it too. Um, she has a really good taste in music. And she, she does. She's like not, she she calls it, she's like, I'm not musical. And I guess she says that because she doesn't play an instrument, but like she picks up on parts and songs that I don't. Yes. We're like, I'll be like, oh. Her nice. mixes that she'll drop to me on Spotify are highly different from anything you would ever give me. Yeah, uh, but then there's also like those things like uh, uh, like Plowed that she'll drop on there. Where oh I'm like, yeah, Plowed is great by Sponge. Yeah, that is like the stuff where like I dropped that on a mix for her after she gave it to me, and she was like, "This fucking song." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," and then we started listening, and she was just like, "Honestly, every part is better than the last." Yeah, <laughs> so and then good. and then we couldn't get it out of our heads. Oh yeah, like, it was just like we would just be walking, be like. Mm-hmm. So that same time we were going <laughs> to Malibu listening to Home Sweet Home, we were also like, when I <laughs> it was, and then they started mixing together, and we're yeah. like, wait, there used to be a mix over things. And Jesse is the reason that uh, John and Manya are here. So uh, mm-hmm. she had a 40th birthday, and we threw a surprise party for her, like I said at the beginning. And they were great enough to fly down. It was awesome to meet Manya. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome to, uh, I heard lots of stuff about her and how great her music taste was. <laughs> uh, Very much likewise in yeah. every way. <laughs> well, and it's it's awesome to meet and hang out and feel like you got a new friend. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Johnny is, uh, we played music together forever. And kind of like a dude, when I get a new record, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I want to show John about, I want to show John this. Yeah. You know, so... Um, yeah, it was great to have them on. And um, if you have any questions or any comments or any gripes, um, <laughs> I don't really care. But, uh, I want to hear the you gripes. Can, yeah, you can gripes. email. Yeah, I'd like to hear them, I guess. I'll probably be upset <laughs> yeah. for a day or two. Um, but email sitfzine at gmail.com. And uh, like I said, I'm going to start trying to do these again. Nice. Because yeah. I really enjoy doing them. It's just, you know, life gets in the way and yeah. it's whatever. It's but, really um, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really fun, even when Joe's alone and he's getting stupid and he gets goofy <laughs> with the shit. It's a really fun show to listen to. And it does get me hip to a lot of stuff where I don't really have my ear to the ground to anymore. So I really love the show. Oh, cool. Thank you. And uh, again, check out Profiles in Eccentricity. Um, they have, they're on Twitter. They're on Pat- uh, Patreon. All that illustration. They're on all that, <laughs> you know, all the profile or all the uh, podcast directories and all that stuff. Um, it is really good shit and all bias aside, it's my favorite podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And thank you, Manya, for coming. Dude, thanks so much for, for having me. This was insanely fun. Yeah. I, I don't want to stop. I'm like, what the heck? I know. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, thank you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.